Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor at the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with Marcello Yaya, co-publisher, ready to tour this week's news, the news of March 30th. Our front page is dominated by the music man, Professor Harold Hill is on hand, and River City's going to have a boys band. This is coming to the Burn Knox Westerlo stage this weekend with... This article describing it from H. Rose Schneider and pictures to go with it as well. The lead story is came out of a Knox Town board meeting I covered where um, Mr. Robert Price, an engineer who chairs the planning board, had come up with, he thought, a good plan to insulate the current 1960s steel highway garage and... The supervisor, Vasilio Slefkaditis, disagreed, saying it's better to build a new one and share it with the county. And I called the county executive, Dan McCoy, and he's on board with that idea. He called it a no-brainer. The other lead story is on the Crossgates Mall Hotel. Pyramid Management wants to build a large hotel next to the mall and has requested from the Gilderland Industrial Development Agency a 2.4 million tax break. So that Elizabeth Floyd Mayer story details the request. Our editorial this week with wonderful artwork by Carol Coogan <laughs> seems to be a human-like frog signaling traffic to stop because the amphibians are crossing the road. Why did the amphibian cross the road? I had been worried on the warm February days when I saw frogs hopping across the road in front of my house, knowing they were going to mate in the pool across the street, when, lo and behold, we got two feet of snow. So I asked Alvin Bryce, who's just written a book on amphibians and was for years the state expert, he said not to worry. The males, they're the males who crossed over, will wait for the females. But this led to other questions in my mind. I trust scientists, I trusted his answer, and I also trust the majority of world scientists that are concerned about global warming. And I raise some of those questions here for readers to consider. On the facing page, we have a blockbuster column by Dennis Sullivan, starting out with his ethical concerns as a kid, working with his grandfather, who would put the rosiest red tomatoes on the top of the bushel and some of the greener ones on the bottom. The illustration is from the ancient Egyptian book of the dead where a scribe is hoping to get after life and he's having his heart weighed against the feather of truth. Read all about it. Lots of letters again this week. Pictures from Michael Koff, who went up to the Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast, part of the Maple Fest, which was a big success this year. We have a very thoughtful letter from Charles Riley, who has quite a history in serving um, the town and wants to know why questions about why there are not better mining regulations. We hope to hear some answers. A variety of activities going on and views on things we've written about. Um, this letter by Rich Strout, who was just permanently elected to his appointed post as a Voorheesville trustee, is inviting the public to come to a visioning session. Is Voorheesville on Wednesday works towards 
mapping out its future with its first comprehensive plan, and we encourage villagers to attend that. A droll letter from Mr. Ed Cowley, followed by the old men in the mountain talking about other storms in the wake of Stella. A picture that shows how the proposed tower in Westerlo would look. Opinions from Don Reeb, who is the neighborhood, the president of the McCownville Improvement Association and is opposed to that tax break we talked about with a front page story. A call from Ken Stuckham for local leaders to attend a session on climate change and how it will affect, how it will affect us in the here and now as well as into the future. Um, fascinating column from the caregivers on paid family leave, which is coming up for all New Yorkers. Um, New Scotland is having two two weeks in a row of weekend work and inviting the community, both for people that need help to let them know, as well as for people that want to volunteer and provide help. Um, we also have Fran Porter, who wrote us last week and is an evolving activist, commenting on his, her most recent experience where she felt compelled to die. It was a staged event, a protest. Um, Mark Grimm, county legislator, weighs in on school taxes. And then we start our news coverage. The first story here is one I wrote about the Knox proposal to have a hearing on three business districts. They've postponed the original date because they need to map out where it would be. And there's quite a bit of controversy, both about how nearby residents should be informed, as well as about the master plan, which is nearly 25 years old and was being updated. And there's some questions about how valid the survey was upon which that work was based. On this page, we have a monolith solar having a ribbon cutting for the first um, community solar in the area. And it has a local angle because Helderberg Community Energy helped recruit the people, including your editor, for this project. For people that don't have the panels in their yard or on their house, they can um, have them in a solar farm. The Voorheesville Village Board applauded Strott on his election, and then he told me some of the things he wants to continue working on. A large grant to extend sidewalks. Continue to look for water since the current wells are close to the railroad tracks and their concerns there. And we also outlined the new water rates that are soon going to be going effect in, in the village, and that is to provide funds to do upgrades when needed. Um, the BKW School Board continues to discuss and debate a capital project proposal. Um, which Rose has written about, and she's also written a piece about the community rallying behind Ruth Savino as she battles cancer here, showing off a mohawk as she was having her head shaved prior to treatment that was causing her to lose her hair. Um, in both villages, as we wrote earlier, the elections were uncontested, so the results were not surprising, and the turnout was very low less than 80 in, in both the villages. 
The Byrne Library has presented its budget to both the town of Byrne and the town of Knox, from which it gets funding. It's hoping to get some more money from Knox, since so many people use the Byrne Library. Knox does not have a library of its own. In Voorheesville, there are two seats that are going to be up for election on the school board, one on the library board. C. James Coffin, a long time, the longest school serving school board member, plans to run again. We couldn't get in touch with Cheryl Dozer, so don't know her plans for the school board. But um, Janice Schillinglaw was very enthused to share her ideas for what the library should be doing if she is elected again. She's currently the library board president. Um, more from Knox, all kinds of things happening at the meeting besides the highway garage, which is the, the lead of the story. Uh, there's plans for another Pucker Street Fair this July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Three very poised, well-prepared young women made a presentation about having a session every Thursday at the town hall where um, Burn Knox Westerlo students, although they don't have to go to the school, they could go to any they, school as long as they live in the hill towns, could come and do homework and socialize at the town hall, and they're now going to work with the youth council on that. Kenneth Army came out to the meeting to publicize an upcoming um motorcycle run that um, raises money for the organization, which was formed in the wake of the murder of five-year-old Kenneth White and um, advocates for children. The senior news leads with Phyllis Johnson, who is looking at what tradition means this week. And it's, as always, a very witty and wry column. More from Rose on the Music Man. She just didn't write about what was happening on stage, but also behind the scenes, like out in the hallway, talked to members of the crew, people doing lighting, gave a real look at what it's like for kids to put on a musical. The community calendar has many activities, and one of them, which is coming up at the... New Scotland Historical Society involves a look at the Rap Road community, and we did a podcast this week with Beverly Bartiquez, who is a longtime resident there, and went over the history of the migration, the Great Migration from the South, where African Americans came north, and they found a place in the pine bush that looked just like Shibuta, Mississippi, and settled there. And it's now on the National and State Historic Registers, and the residents are trying very hard to preserve that neighborhood. Here we have more on Crossgates Hotel, the proposal, and um, the IDA hearing on Wednesday brought out about 20 people, mostly listening to find out more. One of them was Peter McEnany, and he is um, concerned as a union person that the builders of the hotel be local. This map was fascinating. It was presented that showed, based on Wi-Fi used at Crossgates, where different shoppers have come from. And the thought is, they come from as far away as California and Florida, predominantly in New York, but the idea is with a hotel, they may come from further afield. 
This is a plan that was presented of what the hotel itself would look like. We have Western Avenue here, Crossgates Mall Road, just so you can kind of visualize where that is. Some crime stories. Uh, Elizabeth Floyd Mayer went downtown to court to follow Justin Hope's case. Um, he was the young man that had been arrested allegedly for sexually abusing um, a man in his care at Vanderheiden Hall. Library notes, as always, are packed with activities upcoming in Altamont for their song teller sessions where performers tell about their lives and how they write songs. This week will feature Michael Eck. And at Bethlehem, we have a lovely picture by Kristen Roberts of the dog Oliver, who likes to listen to kids read. We wish our own dog were as calm as Oliver. The obituary pages are sadly full this week. And of particular note is Barney Palumbo, who was a real icon in Knox. She and her husband for years ran the township tavern. And this file photo, photo shows her serving the third or fourth generation of the Quay family for her 21st birthday. It was the fourth generation because she had also served the great-grandfather of Renee Quay. The former supervisor, Michael Hammond, described the township tavern as almost like a scene that Norman Rockwell would like to paint. Moving along, we have, as usual, legals, but more than ever, largely because the public schools are posting notices about their upcoming budget votes. And on the back page, we have, I think, some of the best pictures Michael Koff has ever taken. This is from the St. Baldrick's Foundation event at the Westmere Firehouse. And the idea is that people get their head shaved as a fundraising effort. At the same time, it's a consciousness-raising effort because uh, it goes to pediatric research for cancer. And it features children who have suffered from cancer. And this little girl is really the center of attention as she steps off from the fire truck parade onto the red carpet. Another girl gets a special medal for being a hero in her fight against cancer. And another wearing a pink tutu clasps her mother's hand as she walks through the rows of cheering people. And of course, the end point was getting a haircut. And this little girl smiled as she sat in the chair and then took on a very resolute look as she proceeded with having her head shaved. So we applaud them all.